Fabulous. Okay, we're on. Okay, um, well, Chris, great to, great to be with you today. Um, so just for everyone's awareness watching, so we're here today to talk about um, kind of trends and shifts for customers uh, during this especially unprecedented time, how they can stay nimble and, and uh, maximise their kind of investment with ServiceNow and other tools to, to get through it. Um, so my name is Phil Davis. I'm the CEO of Flyform. Uh, we're a, an elite uh, partner serving the UK market. Um, and we're very proud of typically holding kind of one of the highest CSATs in the world. So that's kind of our background. <laughs> cool. So yeah. great. Thanks, Phil. Uh, so many of you do know me, hopefully. If not, Chris Pope, I run our innovation team here at ServiceNow. Um, and, you know, I'm a I'm a big fan of our smaller, let's call it boutique partners. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Flyform, you know, uh, small but mighty, I think is probably the right <laughs> phrase. Uh, and what you guys get up to so it's always it's always good to catch up always to always good to connect and understand sort of what's going on outside of the big stories the sort of front page news and the press releases that obviously we make but also see more of a at a local almost and a practitioner level uh the work that you guys are up to and what you're seeing and what's going on yeah great yeah and i really appreciate you taking the time out to, to speak today so hopefully we can uh bring some some value to the, to the clients as well so um just going into some of the first stuff to talk about chris what's kind of the biggest changes you've seen in the way the customers kind of work as a result of since the pandemic yeah, hit? yeah it's interesting i actually just got off a, a press briefing about similar things which was talking about you know we're all working remotely, right? It is what it is, deal with it sort of thing. It, and I've sort of, I'm beyond that whole concept of the new norm. This is just it, right? This is yeah. the way we work. Seven months for me without a flight is crazy. And you know, you look at my history, but this is yeah. just the way we work. And I think what's really been interesting with customers is, it, you know, often when you see situations around the world with um, various, you know, crisis or, or um, natural events, you know, whatever it may be, it's fairly isolated and, you know, it's bad for that scenario, that situation, that country, and everyone else sort of carries up. Well, this is the same for all of us, right? Never before, you know, this is it. This is, we're all in the same boat together. Things can't yeah. stop. And I think what's been really interesting is sort of, you know, the workforce resilience where, yes, there's challenges with, you know, everyone now working from home or, or wherever it is. And I'm fortunate I've got my own office at home and, you know, the rest of the house is, is sort of there and I can close my door. That's not the same for everybody. Yeah. So then you have to think about work patterns and the way people work. And, you know, I've got three children, people have got whatever, you know, and, and school and half terms and things. And I think that's the adjustment is that great, you're no longer commuting and that's time saved, but that doesn't mean it's more time for meetings. Mm. I still have my other side of my life to manage, right? Yeah. And, and I think we've seen that productivity go up and sort of happier employees, if you will, but that doesn't necessarily mean we can we can put more on them. We need to keep the balance, but at the same time, be sort of cognizant, if you will, of their, their surroundings, their scenarios of what's going on. And, and given, you know, here we are in the UK and Ireland, Wales has got roles, Scotland's got roles, England's got roles in Northern Ireland, right? We could all, yeah. we're essentially separate countries in terms of the rules. Yeah. So I think being aware of that from a customer standpoint, but also knowing their workforce is as distributed, if not more distributed than our own, you know, yeah. that that's really important. Yeah, we've been um, we've been very fortunate because of and, and similar to ServiceNow and a lot of the other partners, I guess, that a lot of our workforce was kind of remotely working anyway, right. uh, even in the UK and Ireland. But, you know, these days, especially in our ecosystem, most people kind of demand it almost now. You know, they, they want to be based at home and they expect that, especially developers. Um, and uh, and a lot of the time our people used to be on client sites and then back at home, etc. So 
for us, it was a very seamless transition from a, a people perspective, apart from, as you said, though, a lot of people, no offices, a lot of them didn't even have a desk to work on. They were kind of yeah. cooped on the sofa or, you know, sat in the bed and stuff. So a lot of people frantically sorting that out. Um, what was interesting was we we didn't real kind of really realize until the start of the pandemic we never delivered a whole project end to end remotely so oh, right. yeah, it, it, it always been as a minimum you know those first like two to however many weeks of workshops project kickoffs face to face relationships and then they'd all kind of drop off remote and then somebody or people would be popping in every now and again you know every week whatever catching up yeah. so um, but we've we've done that so I think you know going straight back to March and April starting off was doing the whole workshops remotely was a uh, you know, it was a learning curve. We did lots of dry runs internally, and fortunately, these days with the tools like ServiceNow and Zoom, we could quickly yeah. kind of get set up to to do that. But it was definitely um, definitely a shift for people, and lots of yeah, you quite lose nervous that. going into it. You know, people talk about it, right? The coffee moment, the water cooler moment, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And often that's where a lot of the ideas and the collaboration, like like you do in a workshop, right? during the breaks is often when, hey, you know, we just catch up or talk about something. Yeah. Oh, and then you come back in, you're like, oh, we just thought about this a little bit differently. Yeah. The change of scenario or scenery has triggered a different thought or a different feeling. And you bring that in and, and you sort of move forward. And I think you're right. You know, that classic, let's call it time and materials sort of approach yeah. where, you know, consultants on site and all these yeah. sort of things you know, they've got work life as well. They've got home life as well. So yeah. the balance of them traveling yeah. is key. But I think that's where that flexibility, where you sort of say, well, you know, yes, ServiceNow is in the cloud and it does all these great things and you sort of connect to it and, and access it from anywhere. That helps massively so that you can keep costs down when everyone's being cost yeah. conscious anyway. But at the same time, if you as the partner can show your flexibility, like that's okay. Yeah. yeah. We might take a little bit longer doing certain things where we don't have the luxury of being together in a room, yeah. but let's plan for that and let's understand that. Yeah. And you actually end up with a better outcome as a result. Yeah, definitely. Definitely has, has allowed people to be a bit more focused on the outcome. Um, but go back to those coffee conversations. You're absolutely right. And we, we actually suffered with it internally a little bit of, um, for the first couple of months where uh, the senior management team were obviously, we were all remote as well. Um, and we kind of felt like things were okay. And they, and they were, you know, things were running well. But then we kind of said, guys, I think we missed a bit of FaceTime. Let's, let's get into the office for one day. There's only going to be four of us in. We can distance all the kind of you know, right. usual regulations. And it was actually the majority of the benefit that came out of that was when we were sat at our desks outside of the, the board meeting, just all of a sudden we'd have a conversation and you'd go right. for 10 minutes, 30 minutes into some topic or challenge or change of the market. Mm -hmm. And you realized all of a sudden those are the bits we're missing because yeah. we're not going to just jump on Zoom all day long and leave it open while we wait for a conversational matter to come up. It's, it's a little bit more... It's the sort of structure. You're in Zoom structure. and then you're off. And it is, yeah, yeah. And it's almost too yeah. much in that structured side now. Yeah, we created a bubble. So we've opened our Staines office and okay. we've created a bubble for our team, the innovation team on the second floor. Great. And we've gone in and done, you know, some of the stuff we're doing around the digital experience. Um, but also we'll go in and record videos and, and yeah. podcasts and different things very much like this. But actually, you know, we've got a work area set up again, similar, right? Two meters between everyone's desks. Yeah. But someone's just talking about something or, or makes a comment or asks a question. And like you say, 10 minutes later, you, you've kind of gone off over there somewhere in a tangent, but you've actually solved a problem when, yeah. like you say, you know, someone on the team wouldn't sort of necessarily pick up the phone or say, hey, let's jump on a Zoom and yeah. suddenly start writing a deck and producing slides and goodness yeah. knows what else. Whereas that 
sort of that off the cuff, almost like a rumble for want of a better word, you yeah. actually get a much better idea and more yeah. ideas from the team that, you know, you might not invite everybody to a particular meeting or everyone yeah. might not be available. Yeah. But if you're all sort of sat around four or five of you and you hear something, you're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can contribute to that. Yeah. And that's where a lot of that innovation and ideas come from. Yeah, absolutely. So have you got any good examples, Chris, of customers, kind of how they stay in kind of nimble or flexible in this time? Um, yeah, I think, you know what, the, the real surprising thing, and it was a good thing, I think, was um, procurement and vendor okay. sort of relationship teams where, you know, those traditional more longer drawn out cycles of RFIs and RFPs have been shortcutted in many yeah. cases because yeah. they need to make decisions. Yeah. Um, and it's been good in a way because, you know, that way they really focus on the value, the partnership, the relationship. And if you're engaged, they've already sort of done their due diligence on the technology, right? Yeah. yeah. And moving forward. And, you know, many of our customers, as we know, they're existing customers that are, that are they're, they're doing more with us. Yeah. All the groundwork's been done. This is accelerating other stuff that, you know, may have not been a priority previously. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's where that, that nimbleness has come in and you really see the value of partnerships. Yeah. and relationships versus that typical sort of supplier vendor yeah. um, situation. And we've seen them as well where outside of our sort of sphere of influence, if you will, certain customers have come to us and they've spent time with the evangelists and said, hey, you know, we can't be the first to try to figure this out. What are other people doing? Or are they using ServiceNow to do this this way? And you'll do a, you know, like a design workshop, an innovation session, um, and sort of go with it. And, you know, we do a lot as a team with things like Miro uh, and visual task boards as well. And you just sort of throw all the ideas onto it and everyone sort of thinks, yeah, no, that's, that's what we're thinking about. That's what it is. Let's have a go. What's yeah. the worst that can happen? It's worse if we do nothing. At least if we do something and try, we learn. And it might not be exactly the outcome we want, but if we know what we don't want, that's as valuable as well, right? Absolutely. And you've seen you know, certain customers where they've, they've made decisions in eight, nine days that typically would have been six, eight months, yeah. and they're live within two or three weeks. And you're like, yeah, wow, you know? And it's not at the cost of cutting corners or quality, but it's just that everyone's got the same focus. We all know where we're going. Let's go, let's do it. And I think it that's the thing up. you said focus and and focus is that key isn't it and then getting rid of that red tape just hammering through the decision um, we've got a great example actually one of our, our large um, public sector customers um, and they're actually one of the ones I really love working with because you know some can be extremely kind of extremely slow on governance and some are a little bit more they're, they're quite forward thinking this particular agency is very forward thinking they like to be at the cutting edge wherever possible or at least uh, aiming that way um and but the one of the strangest things was so they they had a super successful app in the app store on apple so they did lots of stuff in the uk which is really good yet the service desk was still using no live chat there was kind of no uh, virtual agent there was it was it was they wanted to pick up the phone um and when the pandemic hit uh, what was great it was a great story for us uh, as the partner it was great for service now and, and great for the internal people there to be able to do it but these um, people on the service desk were working on desktops. So they weren't on laptops, they were on desktop right. machines with no mobiles. So they just had the phones in the office. <laughs> and this yeah. um, agency didn't really have the concept of setup of soft phones. They couldn't just reroute these numbers home and stuff. Onto oh, okay. So it was a total like, right, the office is closing. How do we deliver this service? <laughs> and the great thing was they came to us and said, well, can we, can we get this stuff in service now on 
you know a little bit more quickly uh we were like well yeah we can we, we can turn it on right now so just turning on the live chat for the service desk so all these people got sent home literally day one we enabled live chat straight away and they ported the entire service desk function then through live chat instead of through the phones immediately. Wow. whilst they got like mobiles distributed as well to kind of yeah. beef it up but in the interim they just deployed the entire service straight onto live chat um, and that was only because obviously the platform was already in they were kind of already yeah. had that foundation and it was a click of a button a little bit of you know, due diligence on getting it yeah. live properly um but we, but it was immediate uh, and that was really exciting for me to see because you know we we all go in and we tell the clients what, what and prospects what you can get from this product and as you said a lot of the time it's slowed down by decisions and focus yeah um, so it was nice to see for a change bang the technology is there to help you solve this problem and uh, and they were away and the service is running great and since then that same agency now is fast tracked we've got the virtual agent on that's being beefed up with a phase two right now um so they really um it really has pushed it um pushed it forward much quicker than we uh, were ever seeing before and do you um, see it's really interesting right that's a real tangible example do you see so that you know we're the let's call it the manufacturer for want of a better word and you, and you know you're one of our elite partners have you seen sort of that the engagement model change with your customers where they may be coming to you more to be sort of more consultative or more opinion or prescriptive in some regards of look you know we know what the problem is what's your yeah. view what's your opinion how can you help us yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, and I think it's a combination of both of the two words you just used. You know, it is consultative, but also they're looking for us to be prescriptive on the back of that. So it is very right. much. And, and in that case, I gave you, they kind of rang and said, we've got to close the office, you know, in the next two days. We've <laughs> yeah. got no mobiles, we've got no laptops, we've got, and we can't port the phones. What do we do? You know, the first thing was, well, look, we would just live chat step one. Let's get live chat on, get all your agents quickly trained to show them how to use it, quickly roll out some, you know, content to your end users on. This is what's happening. This is how you get there. This is how you use it. But again, they were looking for us to prescribe that to them and put it in. Um, and on the back of that, it was, well, how can we how can we make this even better while we're doing this? And again, it's us then saying, well, virtual agent, we're looking at predictive intelligence is being turned on as well now. So we're really saying, look, let's grab this kind of uh, bit of momentum and really try and plow through. Yeah. You know, you're already paying for these benefits. Let's get them in now and, and yeah. really showcase the platform to to, to your senior management and your clients. So it was, uh, yeah, definitely, it's been interesting with lots more of that kind of engagement. And alongside the kind of existing clients then really pushing fast, it's actually generated um, some work that's completely net new. So we're talking to um, another public body right now around the, the test and trace um, kind of support. Uh, and again, yeah. you know, these people are ringing us, and whereas before, as you said, it's, you know, could be lengthy RFPs, procurement processes. Yeah. They're still following the rules, obviously, but it's we need to start this project in two weeks, and we need something live in four. <laughs> what can you do? Yeah, um, right. And how? Would, and again, go back to your point. It's kind of and how would you do this? What you know, as the experts, if you had if you had four weeks, what would you put in to be yeah. safe but to achieve the goal? Um, so again, for us, very prescriptive. Like, look, what does today's process look like? There's, there's spreadsheets. Is this? Is that? And we were like. We can, let's just get out of the box on, let's get the core yeah. vital processes in, even if it's incident request day one, let's get that in. Um, but again, very much a very different engagement model to the, the usual stuff we're seeing. And, and you um, see, you know, and it's great, those phone calls, those connections, you know, and those type of things. Do you see sort of from, a, I guess, the quality of the relationship or the trust side of the mm -hmm. relationship, like with your existing customers, yeah. has gone up, has grown? 
and, it, yeah, and the, those conversations the, happen quicker versus the more sort of i need to sound these guys out and you know are they are they say they who they are you know <laughs> definitely yeah and i think you know we're lucky as, as some of our you know other um colleagues in the partner ecosystem that we, we, we're highly referenceable now we've got a good track record so we can quickly and we, and we take the approach to our um, prospects or existing clients where if they want to look for a reference we just give them the entire client list and we say anyone on the list will speak to you pick one you pick. <laughs> yeah and, and someone will talk to you this week and we're lucky that uh thankful to our, our, our existing clients they're really accommodated to do that and that kind of helps a bit of that um but it does also as you say you just you get into those deep conversations quickly um you're yeah. shaping shaping the solution very quickly for them and also just being as we've talked about previously, being very flexible right now. So if they say, look, this is the time we've got, this is the budget we've got, what can we get done? But we have to achieve these three outcomes. How do we do it? It's just about us as well, bending around that then. Okay, well, look, we right. can we can move these bits in, these bits out, but we can still get you there. Um, I think in terms of the trust and the relationships, it's all going okay. It's strange for me and probably for you because you're used to traveling and being in front of people a lot. I'm quite, I enjoy the energy in a room. I like to be in front of yeah. people next to, even yeah. conversations like this, you like to be with a person, you kind of feel that energy and things are very different. Uh, and I think that was, um, and especially if you imagine the sales team, they're used to, they're road warriors normally, you know, that's yeah. like you're, you're a plane warrior. They're out <laughs> on the road. <laughs> they're on the road every day. And all of a sudden they've had to adjust to this completely you know, non-road-based um, role. And I think yeah. they were nervous at first. I think they were worried it would affect how, how the business went. You know, they were worried, could they still sell the same way and have, build the same relationship? But I think once people got over the initial, like we were used to it much like you were, we, you know, we're, we're doing Zooms all day every day, but a lot of businesses weren't. Uh, and especially yeah. a lot of our public sector clients, you know, lots of in the first few weeks, no cameras were on and people didn't really know what to do and get, get in the software mm. setup. Um, but once we got over that hurdle, I think that people have quickly adjusted to that and it has become a new way to build that rapport. And, you know, I still look forward to getting in with everyone and, and, and meeting these people as well. But it's definitely, um, I think it's, the, as you said, there's benefits to it, which is for a lot of people who do have children or busy lives and other stuff, it means in the future, they might not have to drive three hours across the country for yeah. a one hour meeting, which we've all done. <laughs> We can say, do you want to do this on Zoom instead this time? You know, and depending on the type of meeting, that that can be feasible. I think that brings its own its own benefits and, and uh, pluses as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's interesting. We were just um, on this this press call that I just did. You know, they, they, we did this survey a couple of weeks ago, and it sort of talked about you know the the future of work or the work survey, yeah. and and you know the difference between managers and employees and things like that. And one of the really interesting questions that came out of it was, you know. You know, if a second wave or a second lockdown was to occur, how do you sort of go again? Right. You know, yeah. we were coming down the hill. Right? <laughs> I know. Go back up yeah. the hill. Right. You know, how do you motivate people? How do you, you know, think about that? Do your plans change? Do they not? Um, and what does that look like? You know, and, and it was sort of they were directly asking me about our innovation team and what we do. And you know, what have we done or, or what have I done as a leader, if you will, to try to help with some of those scenarios and situations? And that's everything from, you know, doubling up on one-on-ones, weekly, you know, sort of uh, regional meetings with the team, but not about work. Okay. Just catching up, checking in. If you want to do it, we can do it. If you just want to do a regular phone call, we can do a regular phone call. You know, yeah. if you want to do it while you're walking the dog, walk the dog. That's absolutely yeah, nice. fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think, you know, that, it's interesting, like you say, how people stay nimble and pivot to deliver some of these projects. You know, it's having that other time available as well as, yeah. look, you know, 
we all monitor our children's screen time, right? On yes. their phones and devices and Xboxes and God knows what. Who's monitoring ours? <laughs> yeah. right? How long do we sit in front of blooming Zooms all day long, right? No one's looking at that really in that sense. <laughs> so it'd be interesting, you know, from that view, you know, you know, as the CEO of Flyform, if you are, how are you finding that interaction with your teams and then obviously clients yeah. as well? Yes, yeah, good question. So I think we've probably been, if I was being very uh, holding integrity to myself, I think we've been far better internally so our focus immediately shifted to how is our staff's mental health how are right. people holding up because we've got a very very people-based culture so we typically um we've got the headquarters in cardiff where there's a core of people but literally every week there'll be different people visiting the office and typically once a month like three quarters of the staff will come down there's kind right. of um we do a, a thursday lunch out normally which we pay for so everyone goes for lunch together and once a month we do an actual night out so we go we do go-karting laser tag and obviously everyone right. gets the beers and stuff so even just missing out on those, those interactions um, yeah. and we're very very open in flight form about things like anxiety mental health being stuck in the house on your own so we shifted immediately to that and the things we did we did uh we started off with kind of a daily um just like a, an open zoom like come and have a uh, i think we call it like the daily coffee break or whatever and everyone was jumping yeah. on for a bit of that uh and then obviously the one-to-ones and all those things got stepped up we the daily coffee things were fun at first but they seemed to fizzle out people kind of because it, again it doesn't have the same energy interaction you kind of do it for a little while hard to maintain what, it yeah it is yeah and people just kind of different people dropping on and off different days we've just started something new about four or five weeks ago now where we've got these little 10 minute one-on-one check-ins but it's with a random parent so basically we've oh, wow. asked everybody to opt in uh, who yeah. wants to do it and then it's basically each week is kind of randomized someone gets paid with someone else i i do it as well and then we just it says 10 minutes most of us end up 20 30 minutes on the phone but it's yeah. just it's that conversation is how you're holding up, what's going on in your life. And it might be talking about someone's, you know, divorce or, or the baby's up all night or just whatever's yeah. going on with them. But because it's filling that gap of those little conversations across the desk that we are missing. Um, so that's kind of been internally. I think the clients and even our partnerships, you know, with ServiceNow, they probably suffered a little more because that almost we're talking about too much structure. It became very much yeah. those Zooms were mainly around, okay, let's talk about this sales activity or let's talk about this new product line as opposed to, let's jump on and have a catch up and see how things yeah. are. And we, you know, people naturally tend to utilize a little bit of that time for that. But I think um, we've recently been talking again, the past weeks about, right, who, who do we need to be catching up with and, and on those casual conversations and let's, let's try and make those a little bit more, you know, booked yeah. in and, and structured. But going back to the point about it's Zoom fatigue, you've got to watch them. You know, lots of people at the start were booking these back-to-back meetings hour to hour to hour. And you're fried at the end, you know, a couple of hours, yeah. you kind of come off, you sore yeah. eyes. And um, <laughs> so, again, we've started telling people now, leave a 15-minute gap between meetings, leave 10 minutes, get up, stretch your legs, grab a coffee, yeah. uh, no matter who we talk to. So it's been a really, um, but it's been interesting going through that and watching that learning curve as well. And, and talking about that sentiment of uphill, downhill, at first everyone was kind of a little bit off their own home. Then everyone was kind of like, hey, I really like to be at home. I've got all this time. Then everyone's gone the other way. We're all, we're all Zoom fatigued and we haven't seen anyone. Yeah. Um, and just watching those little nuances as we keep unfolding as we go. I think winter is going to be a challenging time for people is my, my view yeah. at the moment. I think it was easy during when everyone could go in the garden all day in the sunshine and get a bit of an extra tan and or walk. But when we're <laughs> going to be stuck in the dark and the rain for the next few months, I think we're going to need even more... Um, more stuff to keep us going so we, we've introduced some um some yoga sessions like live yoga and things like that oh, cool. meditations yeah we've got someone come on to do it as a company and uh, try to jump people in there just to, to keep them pepped up so that's awesome yeah i think it, it's similar right you know we do the bi-weekly quiz across all okay. of the uh, yeah cool. um 
and got to say innovation teams won it three times no way <laughs> yeah the, the downside of it is whoever the manager or leader of that team is we've got to pay for dinner for every <laughs> member of your team and you know some of my team have got three kids and goodness knows what else and so it's been quite expensive at the best of time but that's okay you know that's yeah, a good thing yeah. to do um you know it's yeah it's, it's it's interesting how different people react and respond and i think you know now that we're in the end of the year like you say the clocks have changed and and all yeah. those sort of things you know and q we were just saying earlier right q4 is a big a big thing yeah. for all of us you know what i guess you know what are you guys gearing up for for the rest of the year knowing you know everything that's going on around us and you know, hopefully there's this bright light of January the 1st, 2021, <laughs> um, and what that looks like. But, you know, some of the activities you guys are up to over the next couple of months. Yeah, so uh, to be honest, lots of planning. Um, and for us, that kind of looks like very much now, you know, we're coming from this company that's kind of, you know, 50 people in size right now looking to be more like 100 this time next year or toward the end of next year. Yeah. And it's kind of, for us, is a lot of that strategic planning. We've, we've spent, we really capitalised, to be honest, on on the, the pandemic and I mean that in a way of uh, it was a case of okay well things are slowing down and they did lots of stuff shifted right there were lots of our clients that were in sectors that got hit so you know retail construction travel who had to move projects out so we were kind of well how do we make the best of this time um, and as and as lots of organizations need to we were like we looked at the back office so let's look at our processes let's look at our structure how are we we're redeploying our own service now instance internally um, you know to, which we use to serve Out our of customers the box, of course. <laughs> exactly yeah um, <laughs> rather than a few years ago when we, we kind of got it in a hurry so how do we how do we smarten this up now and get you know better mi out of it so first it was a lot of work on how do we make this run a lot slicker so we can deli even deliver even more value to our customers when this stuff picks back up quickly. Yep. Um, what we did see was the, there were a couple of months where things slowed down, but they've very much picked back up in the past three, I would say. Uh, yep. And we're still seeing that happening. So again, for us, it's okay, what does next year look like? Which product lines um, are we are we in? Are we in the right product lines? Are we in them deep enough? Is our knowledge good enough? How do we get right. even smarter? I think the biggest, you know, well, not the biggest, but one of the big challenges with service now is it's probably thanks to you actually is uh, it's such a growing platform all the time you know there's it's growing wide and at the same time each vertical part of the product line is getting deeper and deeper and deeper and the yeah. feature sets are getting richer and the domain expertise in some of those is getting more and more niche so i like yourself i've been in this ecosystem since 20, 2008 um and back then it was just kind of the basic incident <laughs> incident change type yeah. modules um you could know it all and be an expert in the whole platform and you know, build whatever you wanted. Whereas now with all these, the various, you know, the, the GRC, the SecOps, ITSM, and then Pro, and then even within ITSM, you know, VA, predictive intelligence, all these different bits. There's a lot. Every, and every module goes the same way. Um, so I think for us now is kind of how do we, um, how do we get a little bit more um, specialized capability internally? So, you know, our CSM practice specifically, the ITOM practice is kind of okay, formalizing yeah. those. So we're having these kind of virtual units within Flyform now where they'll become the leaders of those particular right. product lines just to make sure we are keeping up the cutting edge. And when we do go into a client, we're still the expert. You know, we know this stuff yeah. inside out. We know the best practices. We're, we're architecting it right. Um, that's kind of a lot of the business side. On the on the other side of that, it's our, our marketing campaigns and our sales campaigns. So, how do we work more closely with you guys? We just did now at work, which was great as always. Um, you know, what we've got some webinars coming up with some of the guys from the, the business units and the other bits and pieces. So, how do we keep getting that message out there and keep getting more clients onto this great product, really, and, and helping them transform their businesses? And um, there's some great stats actually. I've got written down here. You know, things like 
Um, Fortune magazine and Deloitte survey reported 77% of CEOs worldwide have accelerated their digital transformation plan. Um, the areas after crisis for most investment reported as infrastructure platforms and innovation, um, 40%, 36% um, for those. And then a Twilio survey said that 96% of UK enterprise decision makers noted that the pandemic sped up the digital transformation plans. So again, we know that now the, the kind of verticals, if you like, that are surviving slash thriving, um, yep. as we talk about, they're actually going harder. They go faster, much like the public sector we talked about. These guys now are all of a sudden like, wow, everything we've been doing and, and maybe dragging our feet over here on is not going to get us through the next, as yep. you talk about this net wave. Um, yep. And we don't really know if that will end, well, when it will end. And also, we never really know what's around the corner in this world, do we? You know, six months, eight, ten months ago, none of us were thinking this was going to happen this year. Yep. So I think a lot of companies have realized they need to be prepared. So for us, it's kind of, how can we be best prepared to serve those in the best way? How can we be a great partner? And if uh, and how can we keep looking after our people, really, which is uh, the typical top of our, our list? Yeah, it, you know, this is going to sound pretty wrong, but uh, it'd be nice to get talking about Brexit again. God, you know, <laughs> there's so many things that just dropped off the radar when this has uh, come along, isn't it? crazy it is and you know and those monthly calls with your with your team and your org you know maybe at one of them you can invite one of us we'll come and yeah, talk and absolutely do an open q a yeah. and yeah and see where people talk and, and what their questions are right and what they yeah, want to know sure. and, and get some insights but no this has been great yeah, yeah, thanks a lot, Chris. Yes, we really, really, really enjoyed the conversation. Up. Yeah, you too. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll get more done and we'll get this out there. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to the Flyform guys in the near future. Great. Sounds good. And, and where can people? Uh, where's the best place to follow you, Chris? If people want to hear more, is, it, is Twitter your biggest? Uh, I know you're wow. pretty active on there. Is yeah, that the best I would place go to Twitter you? and LinkedIn. They seem yeah, to be the two. Yeah. Um, someone was talking about TikTok videos the other day. Oh, and cool. I was like, that ain't happening. You've got to be pretty committed to those because there's, 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 there's a bit of setup, exactly. isn't there? And a bit of practice and stuff. We like yeah. that stuff. We do some fun stuff on our Instagram channel. We, we keep Instagram in, in fly form for kind of the culture side. So some right. of the go kart and the bowling stuff, and obviously LinkedIn and, and, and uh, Twitter. That's cool. The more, the more <laughs> obvious stuff. And we've, we've messed around with some TikToks and things before. We've got some quite funny stuff in the pipeline for, for Christmas that's going to come to you guys as well. Right. So um, I'll keep you, uh, keep you aware of that stuff. Over as well. Yes. Yeah, so that's a bit well, great. So, Thanks for catching up, Phil. Appreciate Wonderful. it. Thanks a lot, Chris. Have a great See day. You soon. Take Cheers. care.